Hello and welcome everybody. Today we're talking about confidence and how I pretty much destroyed my sense of confidence over a period of many years and how I've been rebuilding it. And yeah, I just want to share my experience, the lessons I've learned, and perhaps for some of the people listening or watching, there might be something helpful that you can relate to and maybe a lesson that I learned the hard way that you might be able to get something from in a slightly easier way by my sharing. And this story I, I want to share today starts when I was in my mid-20s. It was a period of my life where I was kind of at like peak confidence. Um, I had basically since leaving my family nest when I was in my late teens, I went and started living in backwoods cabins that I built with friends. Very unconventional direction to go in, but I was very fascinated by living close to nature. I had this idealistic dream, and I just dove at it, and it ended up working out in a strange an incredible way where for, you know, seven, eight years plus, I ended up living in cabins built with friends by our own hands, off the grid, no electricity, no running water. And we spent our time just learning how to garden, learning how to forage, learning how to make things with our hands. And it was very beautiful. And one of the things that happened as a result of it is that I just developed such a strong sense of courage and confidence and belief in myself because there was this unbroken um, stream of just like living my dream. And it made me feel amazing about myself and about life and about what was possible. And when I look back at that, it seems like this glorious gift that I had, that level of confidence and belief in myself. Because at that time in my mid-20s, I didn't have material things. I didn't have a car. I didn't have money in my bank account. Not much. I had survival money in my bank account. I didn't have even many pairs of pants. Like, I really had lived an extreme version of a minimalist life. I would hitchhike if I wanted to go travel or visit people. I would, you know, forage food. And to me... I had no sense of shame about any of it. I felt, because it was part of this sacred dream that I was living, I felt this exuberant, beaming sense of confidence and belief in myself. And I knew I was doing something different that a lot of people would think is ridiculous and wouldn't understand, and I liked that. I liked that it was kind of... Uh, a very confusing alternative path that most people would think is absurd. I loved that. That's how much confidence I had. I wasn't wanting to be <laughs> accepted. I kind of thought it was awesome that I wouldn't be accepted um, by some people. Around the time where that was, I guess, at its peak, I published a book about my, some of the things I was learning, and it was doing quite well. It sold its first print run within the first year of it being published. And around this time, um, I started meeting people, a, a, few, a handful of mentors and acquaintances who were capable of 
pointing out things about me or challenging me philosophically in ways that gave me pause. And there was probably a couple of formative events where somebody just saw something about the ideas I had or the way I would get triggered and uh, project onto the world or onto people. And I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I think they're right. I think there's some stuff I really don't understand about myself emotionally, psychologically. And what ended up happening is, uh, you know, up to that point, my life had been kind of this exuberant, expansive thing. All of a sudden, I paused and started looking inward. And I stopped my career as an author. Um, I stopped everything I was doing, essentially, and just started doing introspective inner work, trying to unravel some things that got pointed out in me. And I started surrounding myself with people who loved pointing out problems with me. And, I, and, um, and what happened was I dove deep into this kind of inner excavation. Um, after being so exuberantly confident, I started doing what a lot of people refer to as shadow work or just inner work. Um, to try to unravel some things about me that I didn't understand. And like I said, during that, one of the key parts of this was that I started choosing to have people around me who would constantly see the faults in me and offer corrective advice. And the people most willing to do this, in my experience, were often the people who were the most troubled themselves and probably the least likely to be looking in at themselves and be doing the kind of inner work for themselves. And there was something quite beautiful about this. Beautiful and, to my confidence, quite damaging. Because whereas before I had been on this trajectory of kind of creative endeavors and accomplishment and surrounding myself with people who were like-minded, very encouraging, um, very supportive. I now kind of paused the creative trajectory that I was on and then just started turning inward and surrounded myself with people who were not, so, like, it seemed supportive, but they were quite willing to give critical feedback, a lot of it. And, <laughs> and it just, it was very fruitful for kind of bringing down that youthful um, self-righteousness or arrogance. But uh, I went so far with it over a number of years that my confidence completely imploded to the point where I just became extremely fragile and brittle and a neurotic and yes, I also became extremely empathetic and sensitive and empathic and intuitive and kind of emotionally aware, but I didn't have the ability to walk through this world with all of its screaming voices and negativity. I just didn't have that strength anymore because my confidence had been so degraded. Um, and by my own doing, by my the choice of the voices internally and externally that I wanted to kind of really turn the volume up on. 
And it's been a number of years now since that chapter of my life came to an end. And I kind of, I realized I was doing something that was healthy and productive up to a point to really bring my humility down to the ground and do some inner work and look at the ways that I could get triggered and, um, yeah, just really look in the mirror. That was extremely helpful. Um, but I realized that I was doing it so much. It's like I was grinding against bone at some point. <laughs> and uh, I became so deflated that to be an author became kind of impossible because as an author and a creative, for me to do authentic work and share it with the world, there simply needs to be a certain degree of not caring about people not liking it, about it being received a certain way. Like, the more I care about how I'm received as a person, as a creative, the more restricted I am. It's just this prison, these shackles that I carry around. And the less I care, the more I can breathe, be free, and actually do my work in this world and actually express myself honestly. And... So that therein lies kind of one of the big lessons that I learned about confidence. If you want to destroy your confidence and lose your confidence, then I would recommend really, really, really caring about what everyone thinks about you and how everyone feels about you. Caring so much that you kind of want to micromanage your movements and actions based on how people might receive them. And if you want to restore your confidence then you, you should turn the volume down on that caring knob, on caring how people think about you, how people feel about you. And that doesn't mean treating them poorly, not at all. But that's something completely different. For me, there's a big distinction between caring how people see me or feel about me versus caring how I treat them. One of my core values is that I treat people with integrity that I treat them with kindness and respect and honesty and dignity. And it's very important that I be true to that because that's one of my core values. But that is very different from controlling how they perceive me, you know, because I can treat someone with absolute integrity and respect and they might not like me. And on another level, you know, people might not like the writing I do, they might not like the things I create. But if I know where it came from in me, then I've checked off the boxes that make me be able to let go and be at peace and have a sense of strength and confidence. And, you know, if somebody is triggered at me by the way that I breathe, or just by the fact that I'm breathing. And by the way, that happens. I've been around acquaintances or people who seem to be aggravated just by my tone of voice or my mere existence in their vicinity. For me to try to change that or to really, really care about that can be a terrible mistake. But the, the, for, So for me, what it really comes down to in those situations is... Have I treated this person, person with respect? Can I do better to treat them with integrity? And if I can, let me cover those bases. Because we all make mistakes. And 
the best thing to do about mistakes is not to just crawl into a ball and beat ourselves up. The best thing to do is take action, corrective action, or just, you know, learn the lesson and integrate it today, tomorrow, and the next day. Um, anyhow, the primary lesson I have learned from destroying my confidence is that the more I care about what everybody thinks of me, the more I'm trying to be approved and validated and liked, especially by wounded people, which by the way is most people, <laughs> myself included, um, my confidence just kind of crumbles. But if instead I'm being mindful of my behavior, my actions, my words, and I let go of that kind of uncontrollable environmental stuff, which is how people feel and how people think, that's all, to me, trying to control that is like trying to control the weather. So, yeah, like, this is something that I'm very much still learning. Um, yeah, just learning the things that I can control that are worth caring about and the things to let go of and let be. It's an ongoing process. I certainly haven't mastered it, but I am, I am in the process of recovery as far as it comes to my confidence. And certainly that one piece of making that distinction between what should I care about, what should I be giving energy to, and what should I not be giving energy to? Am I acting in alignment with my values? If I am, that's often the most I can do. And we live in a world where people, you know, some of the people that I would let give me critical feedback in the past when I just got into this kind of masochistic pattern of just having no boundaries and letting in criticism from every direction. Some of the people who would give me criticism, um, they were just critical of everything in life and the world and themselves. And so it's not that I was doing something wrong necessarily, but it was that I was being seen through eyes that pathologize everything and everyone. And so I would take, sometimes I would take criticism very seriously from people who were just critical of everything. And that's a very unfair thing to do to oneself, to take seriously criticism that isn't serious. <laughs> and I take responsibility for that when I do it. And uh, yeah, I have to be watchful of it. The world is filled with it. And I've chosen a path as an author that really, you know, has been forcing me to face this and to develop a sense of stability and confidence in my work so that I can walk into a world that won't just constantly be clapping for me and patting me on the back and just kind of like giving me constant validation and praise. No, it's re required for me to figure out how to have the strength and discipline to, uh, show up consistently to a path where there isn't always that. And um, it's a, that's a really beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to, to have to grow inside of myself. So I'm, I'm grateful to be where I am on this path. I'm, and I am grateful that I spent so many years going into the desert with my confidence. Um, because it did give me a profound sense of humility, did make me more kind of intellectually, emotionally honest with myself. And that's a beautiful thing. 
And confidence is a beautiful thing too. So I guess the marriage of those two, maybe that's the source of a, a really beautiful type of power. Anyhow, that's all I wanted to share today. Just a few thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please let me know. You can leave a comment. You can like this. You can subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And if you're interested in checking out my new book, 10 Lessons in Love, it is a collection of autobiographical stories, personal stories um, from my life about the things I was talking about today. And uh, it is available now on Amazon. It's an audiobook on Audible and other audiobook platforms. You'll find links to that in the description or the show notes. And yeah, thank you so much for watching. And until next time, take care of yourselves and have a beautiful day.